start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. What's going on, everybody? Episode 126 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. Welcome. We're happy to have you. Come join us. Sit at the table. And we're going to talk. Join us. No, wait. How does it go? <laughs> we'll bring you to the table while we talk about the outdoors. Perfect, Tommy. Nailed it. So so what are we talking about at the table tonight? Well, before we get into that, it's yeah, you got dirty. You said housekeeping. Yeah, it's a little dirty, Tom. Grab um, the broom. So... Talk to my local taxidermist today, Emma Bredlinger, who does great work. Had her on the podcast. Yeah. We did. And turns out my buck is done and ready for pickup. So nice. I'm super stoked about that. You going to go get it tonight? I, I don't know. I wouldn't be about it. I don't know where her studio is, if it's at her house or her parents' house. Uh, I picked mine up from her parents' house. Yeah, I'll... Uh, so you should look into that. Because I mean, it, it's at her parents' house. It's, it's literally five Well, she didn't take away. pictures yet. Oh, okay. So oh, you so can't we'll probably just do it's, it later it's, then. Yeah, it's raining outside right now. I would let her take the pictures and stuff. Yeah. Tell her to do it in the fucking rain. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, super stoked about that. So uh, tell us a little bit more about the mount. We were talking before, and I, I was buried <laughs> in something else. What Do you know, or is, is this why I didn't hear what you're doing? No, I didn't announce it yet. Um but so this buck, it's a, it's a nine, big nine, five on one side, four on the other. Had him on video. Yeah. And it's been so long since I've seen him, I honestly forget which side had four, which side had five. <laughs> but you would turn to the five. Yeah, way. I have a slight turn, so his five side will be off the wall, exposed. Mm-hmm. Nice. So pretty excited about it. Is it like semi sneak, straight up, full sneak? I think it's. Uh, my, that's a semi. Semi. Yeah, semi sneak then. He's got a semi? It's, it's, yeah, it's literally like that one. Wow. I know you guys can't see what I'm pointing at, but so Frank this, says it's semi, f- semi, seek, semi sneak. So this would be your first semi? For, yeah, first semi. <laughs> Perfect. Pretty pumped. So I'm definitely going to post some pictures. If you don't follow uh, Brentlinger Taxidermy, you probably should. I'm sure there will be pictures of it on there. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Actually, by the time... You're listening to this on Sunday. I might already have it. So you better have it. Probably will. Yeah, I might. I you might. You picked a place out on the wall temporarily for it. It's going in my room. Okay, I just. I, yeah, actually, I don't know how I'm. I have office. to get some some tapcons. Why don't you put yeah. it in the office? Because there's no room in the office. Why are you saying it like? Because that? that's how Nick say was it, saying it. Say it. <laughs> what, what way? <laughs> it's weird. Why are you saying it weird? <laughs> so yeah. I'm hype. I did kind Looking of like, forward to sound it. like Rochester. A yeah, bit. you sounded fucking weird. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> so other anyway. than that, uh, I have been turkey hunting. It has not been going as 
I hoped I've been having great hunts. No one can tell me otherwise. It's been a lot of fun. Saturday morning, I worked a bird longer than I've ever worked a bird. Worked them for like three and a half hours. That's insane. Were you in one spot or did you move on no, them a I couple moved, times? I moved on them a few times. Had Every trick we've talked about on this podcast and has worked for us, Tom threw out that day. Yeah, and he I wasn't... tried everything. So I'll give you the scoop. And he was interested the whole time. The whole time. Every time we would call, hammer back. And he'd get closer. And then he considered it was a human. No, mm. but it's this definitely just blew this case wide open. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Only it's no, a human. It's because... pretty obvious. I'm just I'm fucking with you. Yeah. So we get set up, you know, before the sun comes up, and no goblin on the roost. With that's kind of been like the thing lately. I don't know. It's weird. I've been mm-hmm. seeing that too. Yeah, no goblin on the roost, but it's like Every they're morning. on fire. When they hit the ground, which it's fine wild. by me. Yeah. So no goblin on the roost, and I'm on this field edge, and I'm like, I don't think there's birds around here. So <laughs> I pack up and go to a different area at my granddad's property where there's this big ravine that runs through the middle of the woods. And I'm working on the edge of this ravine, and it was recently logged, so there's a bunch of tops and everything. And I call bird hammers back. So I'm like, all right. Shut up. But he sounds like he's down on the bottom of the gully. And it's it's not like one of those ravines that's straight down, straight up. It's real gradual. Well, I mean, it's pretty, it's very, it. it's one side. No, it's, you weren't Top. even there. I've been there. <laughs> it's not one sided. It, it's steep, but the bottom is wide. It's okay, a big okay. flat on the bottom. It's not like the creek and then go right straight up. up. Yeah, there's probably 30 yards on either side of the creek where it's flat. Okay, okay. So I was like, okay, he's down on the bottom. I'm going to get down on the bottom. I should be able to call him through. There's no logs or tops or anything down there. I think it'll be easier to call him through there. Kind of like how it was uh, where you and I were setting up in Maryland that those couple of days when we walk over the beaver dam. That, yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to paint the picture in my head here. Yeah. So two big ravine walls on either side, nice flat in the bottom. This bird's going to come right in. So we get all set up. I'm sitting here. My dad's 40 yards behind me calling. That way, you know, if they get hung up out at 80 yards, he's only going to be 40 for me. Done deal. Smoke him. So this creek's kind of windy, so you can't see super far. Mm-hmm. But these birds, come. they come quite a ways, and they're gobbling, gobbling, gobbling. And I'm like, all right, they are seconds away from coming into my sight. Mm-hmm. And they never do. I'm like, what the heck? So my dad texts me. He says, hey, I'm going to back up, you know, 100 yards, make it sound like I'm losing interest walking mm-hmm. away. So he does that, calls a hammer back. So he just sits down, shuts up. Well, next thing you know, about five minutes later, those birds went up the gully side, worked the top, and now we're even with me and they're gobbling like crazy and they're so close i can feel it in my chest yeah they're right but next I, to I you can't, just up I, the hill yeah i can see the top of the hill but i can't see you know the flat once it mm-hmm. crests over and they had to be right on the edge so we're sitting there working them will not can't call them down the hill i've always heard that it's easier to call a turkey uphill than it is downhill yeah but you gotta be ready to shoot when they pop up mm-hmm. yeah but I don't know why I don't know why they went up the hill when when you guys were down. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So 
anyway, it get it turns obvious that they're not coming. So my dad mm-hmm. texts me. He said, "We're gonna make a loop around them, get in front of them, because they were working the edge of this ravine, which goes back out to the field I was originally in." So we figured that maybe they'd be trying to work that ravine edge out into the field. So me and my dad meet back up, stay in the bottom, well, out of sight, and walk the bottom of this creek, pop out at the top of the ravine. And we wanted to get there quick, but we had to do it quietly. So you've got to find that happy medium of mm-hmm. you're not going to go fast and be silent, but you're not going to get there in time if you go super slow. Yeah. So kind of found that happy medium where you're borderline making too much noise where you might spook them, but you got to get in gotta front of them. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you got to get in front of them. So we get there, get set up right on the edge of this field, call, this bird hammers back. And we're like, all right, we're in it now. So, and now we're we're in the tops that I was talking about earlier, which wasn't a huge fan of because mm-hmm. turkeys will get hung up on a stick yeah, laying in front so of them. If you got a bunch of tops, that's going to be tough. Yeah. So we're calling this bird and he's coming in on a string. I'm like, it's, it's going to happen. So he gets to the point again where I can feel his gobbles in my chest, but I just cannot see him. And we had quit calling at this point because obviously we made quite a bit of calls. He knows where, right where we're at, and we're just going to let him come in. Mm-hmm. So he's gobbling, gobbling, gobbling. He had to be within 50, 60 yards. I just I could not see Couldn't him. Couldn't see through the tops. So he goes quiet for about 15 minutes. And the next time we call, he had crossed the ravine and was up on the other side. I'm like, what the hell? So all of that. You got to sneeze or something? Bless you. I've I've heard that always works. If you say bless you before they sneeze, it stifles it. Yeah. Thought I was going to sneeze. Didn't. Yeah. So I don't don't know. I like how you told that as like it was part of the story. (laughs) I I don't know what happened. All of that took over three hours. We got him fired up at like seven thirty, and we he crossed the ravine and was going the other way at like eleven. So I'm like, this bird got the best of me today. Mm-hmm. I'd like to give him the bird. You know what I mean? Yes, I know what you're saying. So that was that. Then Sunday, uh, could only hunt for a little while because I had a graduation to attend. Which was super exciting for my fiance. Graduated from, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Mercyhurst. Mercyhurst. I, I know it's Mercyhurst. Um, fashion merchandising. I didn't want to call it the wrong thing. From Mercyhurst. So okay, congratulations, Carly. Yeah, very happy for her. So proud of her. Yeah. So we only hunted till what? Eight thirty. Yeah. Sunday morning. Well, and it was mainly because the way the hunt went down, it was we didn't have time to try another make another set yeah Yeah. so me and nick knew we could only hunt you know till nine o'clock max Mm -hmm. so the night before we decide we're gonna go in guns blazing we're gonna get right up on them and when they pitch down they're gonna pitch down into our lap do a few clocks just to bring them into shotgun range and it's gonna be over so i thought i had these birds patterned they always roost on the hillside, like mm-hmm. three quarters of the way up to the top. So so me and Nick get right where we want to be, or close to where we want to be, and we're looking around, and Nick goes, I think we need to get 50 yards over there. I point, there's a black there's a black cherry tree and a beach, like 10 feet apart, 
perfect facing up the hill. I'm like, let's get to those. We take three steps and hear the flutter of feathers flying. I mean, literally directly above us. Like, had we just sat down, it might have been fine. Yeah, but that few more steps, I mean, he was roosted at the bottom of the hill. Which they never do. That's wild. So we're like, well. Just when you think you got them figured out, they throw you for a loop every time. Yeah. Yeah. So Tom and I, at this point, are like, snap, you know, there's never just one bird over here. Mm -hmm. So, like, we need, like, one flew, but there's probably one really close, so let's just sit down. Mm -hmm. So we sat down pretty much right where we were. Like, I don't think we moved hardly at all. Uh, So we sit down. Again, no gobbling on the roost. No hens, nothing. And then, so we're sitting there, and it's, it was light for a while. And then finally, all of a sudden, we start hearing a hen. Cluck, 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 cluck. Yep, yep, yep. A little cackling, you know, just having a good old time over there, but no gobbles. So Tom breaks out the old mouth call, gives a few calls. Boom, bird hammers where that one flew away to. Like, he, it was mm-hmm. probably the bird that we kicked out, hammers, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> on the other side of the foundation. No. Gas or not well. the gas well, sorry. You idiot. All right, well, tell the story then. <laughs> so it's how nice this, to hear your voice for a change. How this setup is, there's this big hillside, and then there's this hidden golden rod. Well, it used to be a golden rod field. It's a food plot now. And then there's a platch of woods. And What's a platch? Similar to a patch. <laughs> Just a little smaller? It's a little different. Yeah. And then it's our big field. So... This bird's goblin, and that hidden goldenrod field is directly in between me and this bird. Mm-hmm. Us it, and this bird. Us and this bird. And I'm like, oh, a lot of times they don't want to cross an open area, but maybe this one will. So we're calling, and he gets right to the edge of this hidden field and just hangs up there. I'm like, you rascal. So we worked him for there, I don't know, what, 30 minutes? And then he yeah. you could tell he was getting further and further away. Mm-hmm. So me and Nick, we loop around to this hidden field, and we're right at, like, the trail that goes into it from the woods, and we're putting this game plan together of how we can kill this bird. And I'm like, well, let's, let's see if I can locate him to try and figure out, you know, how much room we have to move. So I call, he hammers back, and he sounds to be about – I don't know if you guys were listening to the my latest turkey hunting episode, but that uh, concrete slab where I blew the birds out mm-hmm. the week before, he sounded to be about over there. So I'm like, okay, he's a couple hundred yards. Let's make a loop, you know, try and get even with him, and then we can call him. We'll call him straight through the timber. He won't have to cross this field. So all sounds good. I drop back. Yeah, Nick Tom. drops back about 50 yards. I get set up and call. He hammers back. Call, hammers back. He's not getting any closer. And then all of a sudden I see him pop out into our big field, and he goes out. Into Which the, the birds never go to that field. Like no. I think we kicked him up in the morning, and it totally threw him off routine. And we, just mm-hmm. had, we were just one step behind all morning. Yeah. But, yeah, once I seen him out in the field, I was like, okay, we have a – Clean escape to not blow anything up. We don't have time to keep working this bird. We just just dip, tie a bow on it. Mm-hmm. So that was that. Good hunt. It's always fun to work a bird. Yeah, I was gonna say you've definitely put the boots to them a couple of times. Just haven't been able to put any lead in their head. We're getting wow. close. 
we forgot we had so we had a bit of a problem the whole reason we were up there um we skipped over because we were just talking turkeys and stuff so tom and i went out to start our food plots for the year just wanted to get a mode you know just just trying to get a good jump on things so we could spray next week Mm -hmm. so we get up there saturday and uh drop the trailer tom loads up um starts driving down to the main field i start push mowing uh the yard mm-hmm. i get about two swipes in which you have to repeat many times but yeah. about two swipes with done and tom calls me says he needs me down at the farm i'm like or down at the field i'm like what the heck the service is terrible up there so mm-hmm. i'm getting like every third word <laughs> and it's like tractor broke field field no. yeah yeah it's like all right, all right i'll just be down so i drive my truck down there and make a long story short gearbox blew up on the brush hog um but we should have her fixed by friday um so and one, one week delay on the food no it's not, not, that's not gonna hurt anything no it was just kind of a kick in the nuts because it was like yeah you brought everything had, up yeah, there ready to go getting i like to call it tractor therapy and my tractor therapy lasted about 15 <laughs> shot minutes. you right in the face we yeah. did get to go to the local watering hole and give some guys some lessons on pool that was fun. That's always a good you time. love to see that. He's bragging about how he shoots. He's got a bar. He's got a bar in his basement with a pool table. He's really good. And Tom and I spanked him twice in a row, and he packed up stuff and left. <laughs> well, he had, the, did he have his own the, stick? No, at home he does. Oh. The best part was so obviously, if you shoot pool at a bar, you know how it works. If you want a game, you put your quarters. And yeah. if there's three quarters already up there, well, then you put it next, and you're up in three games. So there was a few stacks of quarters. Um, we were playing our first game. Me and Nick smoke him. And he's not up for like three more games. He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm taking that back right now. So we're like, <laughs> all right, Haas, line him up. And the guy that was next. What was, the hell's well, going on he, here? He was our cousin. He was like, eh, screw it, whatever. Like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. so. Smoked him again. I think they had like six balls left on the table. That's pretty good. Well, I think is it. Yeah, they were, it was just we were Tom and I were both playing exceptionally well. I don't think either of us pretend to be some masters of pool, but mm-hmm. like I would say I'm competitive in bar pool. Oh yeah, it's about as far as I'm willing to say. <laughs> um, so that was a lot of fun. Got back, I was ready to leave French Creek around nine thirty, ten. So stayed till about two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good time. <laughs> uh, I remember we went back to the cabin. Because we were doing this whole guns blazing routine, we wanted to get up at four. I felt like I like just laid my head down, and then next thing I know, Tom's standing in the cabin saying, "Hey, it's five o'clock. We got to get moving." We like, wanted to be in the woods at five. <laughs> so Nick I, is still <laughs> snoring at five. Well, I, I honest, honest to God, we were like walking into the woods by five fifteen. Like, I mean, it was like you were moving. Oh yeah, we were we were going. That's nice. That's always good when you wake up late and you're just like, shit, just throwing stuff on as fast as possible, Hoping running out the door. Yeah. yeah, Those are the mornings when you get like three quarters of the way to your setup and you're like, shit, my shells are on the table. Yeah, that's exactly right. So Those are usually successful mornings too. My, my dad's biggest buck to date, he killed right after dumping an entire bottle of sparkling raspberry water on him. That's nice. Yeah. And my, he forgot his hat. My biggest too. buck to date, you know, we've told the story on the podcast before, but it's it was just like it was just a messed up day and turned out to be great. So you it's never know. Fun. Yeah, uh, I did 
did my first official um, search for morels with oh, yeah? no success. Ugh. Um I had a guy with me that is real big into the mushroom game and finds a lot. And he actually told me, because it's our property, but he said, hey, I drive by this all the time. That place looks perfect for morels. Really? So we went in there. We walked, I think, like a total. I had it tracked on my, on my watch. It was like almost two miles. Mm-hmm. Didn't find a single one. Found a lot of fiddleheads, which are edible. And What do they look like? Um, they're, it's actually a fern. But it's like when ferns are first coming up, there's like that swirly at the end. Those are called fiddleheads. Did you eat one? No. No, because he said that there's only, I think, I can't remember which. Oh, no. Hold on. Uh, Okay, this is probably wrong, but I think (laughs) it's like a peacock fern or a willow fern. I know that's not even close to the same, but it's something, one of them. There's only one type of fern that uh, the fiddleheads are edible on. And then the other we had we had wild leeks those were out there, uh, which there's actually a different name for those it starts with an R I think leeks yeah yeah I it, they call them something different down south we were just talking about it the other day at work because uh, an R doesn't it yeah I think so because a, a guy that I work with made leek sausage and Ooh. it oh it was friggin good it was I've never had it but I love leeks like I like grandma makes leek soup all the time and stuff's good and that sausage was delicious but i can't remember somebody said something about like the other name for list. ramp yeah he's like it's what they call him like down in west virginia or something yeah, yeah i've never heard of it, um, speaking of west virginia did you see that guy that found the uh giant land sloth skull in west virginia no i didn't yeah that's wild no, tell us about it was, <laughs> i did that's the so end you, of the would story you read the article head and that's it no he was turkey hunting with his father-in-law <laughs> and it was just laying on top of the ground no he's was it was in the started creek. digging? No, it was in the creek, and he thought it was like a root ball. Mm. And he almost he said he almost kicked it out of the way until he saw a molar. That would have been wild if he just tossed Shattered it away. Shattered into pieces. <laughs> just kicked it. Yeah. Then he said it was covered in mud and clay and sand. So he said he pulled it out, rinsed it off a little bit, thought it was cool, didn't know what it was, <laughs> and set it on the bank and was like, I'll grab this after my turkey hunt. So after his turkey hunt, Went back, picked up the skull, brought it back to his house, cleaned it up. Initially thought it was a cow skull, just cause of how big yeah. it was. And his father-in-law was like, "That there's no way that is a cow skull. <laughs> so then they posted some pictures on social media asking for opinions and whatnot. And someone suggested that it was a giant land sloth. How does somebody suggest that? Like as if that's like their expertise Maybe they well, work at a local landslide. university or something. But anyway, they Maybe. contacted a biologist or whatever you want to call it. West Virginia, come on. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Confirmed that it was the giant land sloth, which That's I didn't even know that that was a thing or that they lived in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it wasn't America back then. What is now America. <laughs> but yeah. So. That's crazy. Wow. Other than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking... Um, I don't think I've ever found any cool shit while hunting. Like, I've seen cool things like that animals do, oh, but I've yeah, never like seeing, found like, something never, like, like that. I like to. I point out every newt I find, Tom. That's it. You point out every what? Newt. Oh, I thought you said nude. I was like, why are you? F- no, it's a snood. Why are you finding nudes in the in the woods? In the timber. Yeah, it'd be wild. Just come across Playboy magazines all the time when you're They're, walking through the woods. Speaking of that. When we were little in like Little League Baseball, there was um, a campsite back behind 
the fields. It was way back, way down in there, there was this campsite, and there was like a bunch of burnt magazines in there, and several of them were Playboys. You couldn't really make out much. So that's where you had your first boob? Yeah. <laughs> had my first boob there. Uh, no, but like, I mean, it was like 99% burnt up, but like you could see like in you the You could corners, tell it was a Playboy. Yeah, you could see like the little bunny, and it was like... It's wild. Yeah. I had to have been probably 10, 11, if that. I mean, we were young. Do you remember that? No. No. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, that's right. You, I played baseball longer than you did. Yeah. So, I forgot that there was a few years you didn't play in there. But, uh, yeah, like Tom said, other than that, that's all I got for you tonight. Yeah, that's it. That's it for uh, me. I guess from what I am understanding, the morale season is coming to an end here pretty quick. Um, but turkey season, we still have a few more days. You can hunt all day weeks. now. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know what about what other states you guys are in, but you know, congratulations on all the birds being sh- shot. Um, oh, our buddy Sharpie killed a big old bird. Oh, absolutely! Um, congratulations to him. I forgot about that. Uh, and Mark Sobes, our cousin, he killed a nice big bird. Nice. So, congratulations to you guys. And if you're uh, haven't filled your tag, make sure you guys are all still getting outside. 